0: Category is is mental health. Category is is it takes a village. Category is is motherfucking stories over stigma. Hi, welcome back to the show. If you're a regular listener, you know that besides bipolar 2, I also have pure OCD. What that means is that I have all the trappings of OCD, the ruminations, the obsessive thoughts, but I don't have the compulsions, so I don't have to count how many times I go in and out the door, I don't have to turn the lock seven times, I just have the obsessions. You will also know that I am in school right now, and for school, I must do a podcast on positive obsessions. And that got me thinking, how does one tell a positive obsession from a negative one when you suffer with a mental illness like OCD? Um, Because I have obsessions. I have a ton of obsessions. I um, we've even talked about them on this show before, like I can only sleep on the left side of the bed, and if I don't, I obsess something bad is going to happen, or how I used to stay awake at night obsessing on how I was going to get everyone out of the house before an earthquake when we lived in California, or about how I can't go to bed with the sheets wrinkled. I'll make Steven get up and fix them, or else I just won't sleep that night. So I could go on and on and on about all of my obsessions, but because this class I wanted to see if I had any positive ones and for the most part I do. They look different than the negative ones. Um, One of the ones that I came up with was going to school. I think going to school is a positive obsession. I mean, it's in a positive direction. It's bettering myself. Um, But It's doing something productive and it'll further my career. However, I will say that there's a fine line I must walk between positive and negative obsessions. I guess that's true for everyone, but it's more extreme when you have a mental illness such as OCD. So take school for, for instance. I mean, it is a positive obsession. It's going to help me further my career and it's going to help me better myself, but... I can also obsess on it to the point where it becomes negative because and I'm I'm almost to that point because I'm obsessing upon the fact of which master's program do I go to and do I get a certificate or do I get a master's degree or do I do a dual degree and so like I it's stressing me out to the point where it is now a negative obsession so when it comes to mental illness there's a fine line between a positive obsession and a negative obsession. And I think that's true with everyone. I just think that it's more highlighted when it's um, when you have something or you suffer with something like OCD um, because we already are prone to obsess. That's what we're going to talk about in this show. Um, we're going to talk about how OCD has affected my life. We're going to talk about all the obsessions that I get, and we're going to talk about that fine line that we walk between negative and positive obsessions. Um, we're doing it a little bit different this week because like I said, this is for show. This is this is for school. So um, our usual lineup is a little change. So I hope you bear with me. Um, but I wanted to add the song of the week. Um, this is a song that I heard that It just wraps up what intrusive thoughts are to an absolute T. And I absolutely love that. I've even reached out to the artist to see if she would come on the show with no luck. But the song of the week is Serotonin by Girl in Red. And I'll just go ahead and I'll have Stephen play that now.
1: Chemical imbalance got me twisting things Stabilized with medicine There's no depth to these feelings Dig deep Can't hide from the corners of my mind I'm terrified of what's inside I get Intrusive thoughts, like cutting my hands off Like jumping in front of a bus Like how do I make this stop When it feels like my therapist hates me Please don't let me go crazy Put me in a field with daisies Might not work, but I'll take a maybe
0: Song. I don't know. We'll play the rest of it at the end of the show, but I didn't want to take up. It's three minutes long, so I didn't want to take up three minutes of y'all's time. But Stephen's joining me now. I know that was a lot of talking from me. You guys don't usually hear me talk that much.
2: That is really nice. I mean, you know, it was for once in my life, I could actually shut up and listen. So. You know, it was it was really good, and I hope your professor really enjoys it, and I hope he's been listening uh, to the show, and I hope he understands what we're trying to accomplish in terms of, you know, um, uh, stories over stigma, uh, you know, bre- breaking down those barriers for individuals with mental illness, you know, even still, people are just like the forbidden fruit. They won't even talk about it, so, and let alone, like, getting so deep, talking about your anxieties and... And the things that you deal with, I think it's pretty amazing. I mean, shoot, I have them too. But I know that yours is clinical, so... Uh, you know, this is this should be actually an interesting show.
0: It should be. It's interesting to lay myself so bare for classmates too, because they can all listen to it.
2: Oh, that's pretty funny. Well, you know, <laughs> and you know what else is interesting is that this show will get backdated too to last Sunday. We do realize we didn't release a show on Sunday, but the person that we tried to have on the show, we tried, we booked, and sh- an the individual kept canceling. And yeah, we're
0: just having a hard time getting schedules straight. I mean. everybody's having problems either her kids or my kids or my mental illness or her mental illness and so it's just you know
2: so it's been tough so thank you guys for you know uh hopefully um bearing with us uh but you know what at the end of the day when the catalog is updated you won't even know no one will ever know that the show was like three days late so we're late but,
0: (laughs) but we we apologize
2: we do we do
0: So going back to the obsessive thoughts, um, even today, like today I was laying around and like I was trying to explain it to Steven when he came home from work. Like, I don't feel like I have a purpose right now. Like, I feel purposeless. Like, there's no reason for me here. Like, work barely needs me because they function on their own and my kids are self-sufficient and so they function on their own and school for the most part I mean I'm used to taking three four classes I'm only taking one right now so and it's to make a podcast I mean we do that on the regular so that's not really time consuming and so like I just sit here and it's like I have I have no reason I have no purpose and so like really today like I wanted to unalive myself like it's it's really bothering me. And that's where the obsessive thought comes in because it's like, okay, well, I need to get into school. So which school? So now I'm obsessing on which school and what school is going to give me the most, what is the word? Like the the, the best edge to the career, like which, which one's going to look the best on the wall and which one's going to get me the interview and get me the job. And so I'm obsessing on it and I just keep going back and forth and back and forth. And then- then Steven has to add in the whole, well, do you get a master's degree or do you get a certificate? And it's like, well, shit, I don't know. Like, what's the difference? And so I've just, oh, I cursed.
2: Well, I, I was I was trying to, what I was trying to do, what I was trying to do was ease your anxiety about it because if you think about a certificate, it's in half the time and you can get a highly specialized um, kind of focused, a focus. and 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 the fact that you are interested in uh, library science, I, my only question to you was, is it necessary to get an entire master's degree in it, or can you get a master's degree in something else and get a certificate in that?
0: I know, but a certificate almost a certificate to me almost feels like cheating. Like I didn't get the whole master's.
2: No, no, it allows. Like you... I'm lazy. Like no. I'm. I'm just
0: taking the easy way out. Oh
2: no, because if you just did the certificate and that was it, that's one thing. If you did the certificate in addition to something else, that let that's essentially a concentration. So you did the master's work and you did an additional certificate for an additional concentration. That's actually going like above and like and and above and beyond.
0: It's just maybe I just don't know enough about higher education to begin with. I don't know. But it's stressing me out. It's keeping me up. It has become my new obsession and this is my life.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I, I you know, it's kind of like what we were saying yesterday. You should take a deep breath. Give yourself some time. And really think about what you want to accomplish out of a master's degree. And, you know, and you really need to think about in terms of your career, what what that synergy between your education and your career is. I mean, honestly, I mean, think about it.
0: But that's up in the air, too, because like the Foreign Claims Settlement Commission is the last of its kind. And God only knows how long we're going to be around. And we're only around as long as Congress finds us useful. So at any point in time, I could be told that we're just not relevant anymore and we have to find a new place. And so it's like even that's up into the air.
2: Yeah, but that has to be okay too. It's uh, not okay. Evolution, that's change. But you know what? You and I- Yeah, because
0: talk- I'm so good with change. But,
2: here, but here's my thing. So we have talked about this in, in, in as it pertains to industry. So we know coal- is declining. And that is easy for anybody who's not generational to say, well, it's dying. So find another job or get some training. That's totally insensitive and kind of a pretentious view of, of things, but change is hard. And so what you have to say to yourself is, is that, am I preparing myself for anything? anything that could happen whether the you know whether the commission stays for the long term or whether it does not the thing is is are you preparing yourself to take multiple opportunities it's kind of like with even our oldest son how i was like we need to give him every possible opportunity to have multiple careers and always have a way out
0: i don't like that i don't i don't like it being up in the air i, I want it planned i want it I want to know, I want to be able to put it on paper and and to know that it'll work.
2: Yeah. And planned sex is not good either. You can't schedule sex. You can, you just won't. Exactly. So that's my point. Don't try to overschedule your life. Just.
0: I don't really see the connection. I think you just <laughs> wanted to say sex on the air.
2: No, I didn't. My point is, is that you cannot try to overplan and anticipate every move and every... Oh, yes, I can.
0: Oh, yes, I can. I have done it my whole life. I mm-hmm. absolutely can.
2: It, and and you know what? And, and, and that causes an additional level of anxiety and stress in your life. It does. That you don't need. Mm.
0: Just because I don't need it doesn't mean that I won't do it, though. That's the problem. I mean, that's why it's clinical, right? Like, just because it's a good idea not to doesn't mean that I won't.
2: True. And, 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 and you have to look within yourself and you have to, first of all, you have to cut yourself some slack. I mean, you didn't stop at the associate's degree. And if you would have just gotten an associate's degree, there's some people out there that theoretically could have said, oh, that's just incomplete and not finished. Much like what you said with a certificate degree, but you didn't, you went on to the next level. And I think that's great because you spent a lot. I mean, that was hard
0: yeah i spent five years getting it
2: yeah and then a quarter of the time basically getting your the rest of the 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 bachelor's degree
0: give yourself
2: a moment
0: yeah but if i wait too long then i won't do it
2: that that is not true uh no i'm not worried about you being shiffleless that's one thing you're not going to do i mean that's
0: the problem now is i feel shiffleless i feel like there's no purpose
2: do you feel like there's no purpose because you've been stuck in this house for almost 2 years essentially? You haven't gone downtown. And then you abandoned
0: me. You abandoned me. <laughs> he abandoned me in this house and went and got himself a new job.
2: Yeah, I did. I did. I did.
0: And now I sit here all alone. Well, all alone.
2: I'm sorry, but you like to spend money like uh, more than you want to sit and look <laughs> at my face. No,
0: no, 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 no. I'm not the one buying $500 jeans and $200 lawnmowers and all that.
2: 200 That was a $400 lawnmower. Oh, well,
0: I don't pay attention to the price tag.
2: First of all, if you're going to say something, <laughs> then say it right. By the way, when I was talking a couple of weeks ago about people buying their $500 suits, I meant $5,000 suits, please. Because a $500 suit I'm unimpressed with. But yeah... <laughs> But $5,000 suit, yes.
0: Oh, so we, we have to air a correction?
2: <laughs> I did have to air a, um, a correction. And then I also want to get the name of the uh, what we did on the vineyard this summer with getting the house in the top 14. I'm going to give a shout out to the publication because I couldn't remember. And that's just unlike me. Oh, um, and
0: by the way, I just want to give a shout out to the wonderful people in Portugal so I was oh, able yeah. I was able to talk to a professor who runs her own English program in Portugal, and she had me as part of her class.
2: By the way, Danielle thought you were really in Portugal, and I was like, no, that would be awesome. She was like, dang, Bapola Girl is paying off. You how,
0: can How do I say that name?
2: Um, Bafalda Mincaro.
0: We're probably butchering it.
2: No, no. It's Macado. No, no, no. It's Mingacho. Mingacho.
0: Yeah. So I was. The up
2: Mingacho. So
0: she had me in her class and they were talking about OCD and they were asking me a bunch of questions about OCD. And they were very lovely women. It was very nice. It was very early. It was very early, but yeah. it was very
2: nice I don't know, my wife has a tendency Like when I have something, a speaking and engagement um, International or anywhere I'm up early, my face is fresh I'm like, I'm looking good She just crawls out of bed and just Wets her hair and like Combs it over comb I didn't over. even wet it yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, Look, I am um, what I am And <laughs> I am who I am And
2: yeah, well, you
0: knew what you were getting
2: No, well, no, it's not about what you're getting It's about like <laughs> If you can go stand before people, you got to be like, you know, Susan, you know, have a little more I am
0: not a southern belle, no.
2: You got you you got to you got to find your inner southern belle cuz you got southern roots. Anyway, the the it was called trips to discover.com and they were fabulous enough to consider us in the top 14 Martha's Vineyard cottage rent or rentals. Um and I think that's pretty amazing and uh, that's all the sweat equity that Rebecca and I went up and put in the house. And of course I had pneumonia. So like I said before, so I want to give a shout out to trips to discover.com and thank them for um, finding us. I, we didn't do anything. We didn't submit. We didn't even, there's just all of a sudden I I Google cause I always check everything. And all of a sudden I saw like, boom, top 14. I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. So anyway, I wanted to go, go back and, and, and clear those two things up um, during this show. Uh, so back to your obsessions so
0: i mean i talked to sunny on friday we'll talk about the unaliving myself part and we'll also talk about the not being productive part i mean i don't know i don't know Mm -hmm. what else i can do during the day to be productive like to be an asset or to feel like I'm important in some way. I don't know what else to do. I, you know, my, other than sit in my room and obsess about master's programs. My
2: confusion here is that you are very relevant. I mean, it's not like you're irrelevant. Yes, I am. You're not irrelevant. Yes, I am. I mean, you just spoke in Portugal. You have a show. You're making an impact. You're in school. You're working still. I mean, I mean, you don't have to, like, be treated like a slave, like, like, like working, like, you know, where someone's beating you up, talking about, oh, you got to clock in, you got to clock out, you got to clock in, like somebody on you.
0: I understand that, but, like, when it comes down to it, like, if I died tomorrow, work would move on, like. It would move on. Newsflash:
2: If you died tomorrow or I died tomorrow, the only ones that probably wouldn't move on is our close families and our kids. Exactly. But the world would that's, move on.
0: That's my point. Like but work you, wouldn't stop without me. Like yeah, that's I, okay. I could go away and work would still continue. You know, I, I am not irreplaceable. I could, I could fall off a cliff tomorrow, and you could continue this show. You could stay in the groups. You could get bipolar people, and you could still have this show.
2: Yeah, but I wouldn't. But you could. I could, but I wouldn't. But you could. Yeah, but you could too. If I dot, drop dead tomorrow, you could keep going too.
0: I don't know how to work that red machine. <laughs> it has the sound.
2: I think well, what you're what you're almost seem to be doing, and I'm no therapist, but it's almost like you need something to feel codependent about or to towards. Mm,
0: that's new. Nobody's ever called me codependent.
2: Because you're because you're not a naturally codependent person, but it's almost like you 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 need something to latch on to, in order for you to feel relevant when you are at the top of your game right now.
0: Really? Yeah, I don't feel at the top of my game.
2: Well, because being at the top is lonely, baby. That's just what it is. After you've defeated everybody, it's it's lonely at the top. Mm. You know.
0: Well, if that's what this is, it's overrated by far.
2: Well, of course it's overrated. I mean, I mean, it's 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 not easy. Yeah, but you don't
0: see like Jeff Bezos get to the top and and want to unalive himself.
2: Well, we don't know what Jeff Bezos is doing because we don't necessarily know what his life is like. We don't know what his his de- his demons are. We I don't know what his but, demons are. We don't know what he's dealing but it's with. It's almost
0: like like I had this obsession to get the bachelor's degree, and now that I've got it, like. Now I'm lost. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know the next step. I don't know where to go.
2: The next step is you take a, a six months to a year and you just digest this moment and you also- If I'm
0: going to feel like this for six months to a year, hell no, I'm not doing it. I feel awful.
2: Well, I think this is something that you and Sonny are going to have to work out and you really are going to have to be honest about it.
0: I don't lie to Sonny.
2: You might not I lie to stuff, to Sunny, but you can avoid the critical points and information.
0: That sounds like you called me a liar.
2: <laughs> if the shoe fits, sweetie. But really, you, <laughs> really, you have got you
0: gonna sit here and call me a liar.
2: You have got, you have got to deal with that because it is not healthy for you to live with, um, you know, such anxiety. Y- you can't.
0: Well, we all know that. That's why I'm on meds, but they're not working very
2: well. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I've watched your obsessions change over the years, but like the other night, the one thing that was very disappointing and hurtful is when you thought somehow I was going to hurt you.
0: Yeah, that's a new obsession that you're going to hurt me somehow. Like
2: I'm going to take advantage of you and I have never been sexually aggressive. Let's just be clear. on any of that stuff i've never done that i've never been aggressive i've never believed in pain i've never even yeah i've never done any of that stuff but yet you believe that i will do it yep or i want to do it yep and it's so and, and, and it is hurtful because like it bothered me so
0: to give you guys some context like we were laying in bed and we were talking and steven rolled over and got really close to my face and my brain told me that he was going to bite me And that I needed him to move right now because he was going to bite me.
2: Yeah. he's. I mean, you guys, some of you guys don't know me from Adam, but some of the ones that have like been on the show have gotten a good feel for us who, you know, good and well. He's never bit me I'm not going to bite. (laughs) All right. First of all, that's not my thing. But like, but I'm not.
0: (laughs) But it was almost like I felt like there was a bad dog next to me. That was going to attack me like that's how it felt and I needed you to move in that moment because I just I just knew you were going to bite me and that's a new obsession that I have
2: see I, I just I, I can't even imagine I can't even imagine being so horrible what I had is to,
0: that? oh god you're using sound effects
2: that's the horror music lying in bed there's a dog yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. no i I, I felt like you were gonna bite me
2: i'm sorry i i don't know what to. i don't even know how to respond to that
0: i don't know how to respond to that either but i've never died in an earthquake either but i was obsessed on earthquakes when i lived in california
2: yeah that was weird
0: i had never even been through an earthquake
2: those i think earthquakes are fun honestly and um there's something about the rolling nature of them that's kinda cool. Like I don't know. I I I just I, I thought I I mean, of course I got nervous, but I I, I never freaked out, but I told totally... So when
0: we lived in California, it was Easter Sunday. Mm.
2: And yep.
0: we just had we just had Sebastian and he was searching for his eggs. And yep. there was an earthquake and the building started to sway. And Mr. Man over here, I don't know, Izzy's growling at something. Uh, Mr. Man over here yelled at everybody to stand still. Because somehow that was going to make the building stop moving. So we all froze in place because he's the only one who's been through an earthquake before. Until I came to my senses and realized that standing still isn't going to do a hmm. daggone thing. (laughs) (laughs) But that was his solution to the earthquake.
2: I was overwhelmed because like, I've always been used to taking care of myself. It's not easy when you have two other lives with you. And um, I didn't know what to do. And also, the entire time I lived in Orange County, California, uh, I never felt the same earthquake that I felt when we lived in L.A. County.
0: That was that rolling. But it rolled because... The building was on rollers
2: Yeah so I think that's what it was It was the whole like building on rollers bit That really got me
0: Yeah the building was on rollers So the building It was already so You get swayy ones And then you get shaky ones And this was a swayy one Right um, But not only was it a rolling swaying one But the building was on rollers So everything rolled Right what just happened?
2: Right. Nothing. Just don't react. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's, um. It, it was really bizarre to me because, yeah, it felt like, it, it, it literally felt like I was going down a slide. I, I think that's, that was the scariest part. Like, the whole time, like, when I lived in Newport Beach, like, I never, I mean, I felt an earthquake every now and then, but, like. It never was that significant in my brain. But when we lived in San Pedro, I mean, Gettleburg. it wasn't bad enough that we lived on Third Street in Pedro. So, like, the Ghetto Bird, like, it, first of all, <laughs> I don't know if okay, we... Do we ever tell this story?
0: No, but we're getting off subject.
2: The okay. subject is obsession. Yeah, that's true. Well, I can obsess obsess on the fact that we lived in a hood. It was a joke.
0: It wasn't funny. Do the boo. <laughs>
2: Do it. Fine. Where is my boo? <gasps> I'm booing myself.
0: It wasn't funny.
2: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um okay, so obsessions. Um So
0: here's a question because you're neurotypical, do you have positive obsessions?
2: I don't know what the heck you talking about neurotypical. I got anxiety pills and like I obsess on stuff all the time. I obsess on every little thing.
0: I didn't ask you if you obsess on every little thing. I said, do you have positive obsessions? I think so. What is a positive obsession that you have?
2: I think for me, a positive obsession is success or my job. I get obsessed. I get obsessed. I'm obsessed with business.
0: So how would you define yourself as being successful? Like, how do you know you've reached that obsession? If you, if you obsess over being successful, how do you know? Like, what is your guiding pulse?
2: Well, that's the problem. Like, no matter how much I accomplish, I would never feel successful.
0: So i don't know if that would be positive
2: no it is a po- it's a positive obsession that i obsess on things like family legacy like being successful making money um um making an impact in someone else's like i don't own where i work now but being attached to the mission and caring about the community like for that and then being concerned about my own personal interests in my own businesses i obsess on being successful in those but I also obsess on the fact from, and maybe this is a negative, or maybe it's a it's a duality in a sense, that I also, and I'm hard on myself, and I obsess on feeling like a failure all the time because I never feel successful.
0: Yeah, that don't sound positive, babe.
2: Well, no, I mean, well, the problem is, is that you end up, it's usually affected by, exter- you're affected by external things but at the same time, I don't know. It's 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 weird. You know, it's it's like you know, you work for you. You're never satisfied. I think what happens is is that when you become satisfied, is when you fall into mediocrity. And I'm not talking about imperfect, I'm not talking about perfection or not. I'm talking about this achievement level wanting to be great wanting to achieve more wanting to accomplish more wanting to do more and this is why like i honestly i can't get on i can't get on instagram anymore i can't I can't watch some of the TV shows we used to watch. I used to, I love real estate, but I cannot watch it because no matter how accomplished we are or how accomplished my family might be, I am still, I never feel like it's enough. Like I never feel like it's a—it's enough at all to accomplish. I mean, we could probably have 12 houses and I still won't feel, because it's not about the house. For me, it's not about the physical object in a sense. It's about the the the, the rush of accomplishing it getting it, obtaining it, the conquering of it. Maybe I am a just a very male that way. You know, that's probably one of the few highly male things about me is that I am constantly trying to achieve and I'm never satisfied. I'm I will never be happy. I will never be complacent. I will never like someone who could just be happy and complacent. in in their job and like never try to accomplish anything else. Like I can't be that person. Fundamentally, I don't even know how to be that person. Or like when I interviewed for that job that time and I was like, yeah, I have all this other stuff going on. And that individual looked at me and was like, we're very busy here. We don't have time for people to have outside interest. And I was just like, well, you know what? I don't wanna work there. Because if you don't appreciate someone who is highly driven, then you're not going to respect me. And you know what? Based on my first experience there, they would they didn't then, and they probably wouldn't at that time if it was a second go. So thank God I never went back there. But I'm highly driven and like and like and like all I want to do is just accomplish. Oh wow.
0: No. Don't react.
2: No, I'm not going to react. I'm going to kick him out.
0: Um, so that sounds really toxic.
2: Yeah, I'm not even going to respond to that.
0: No, what you said. Yeah. That sounds really toxic. Always achieving.
2: Well, I mean, what do you mean?
0: What you described sounded really toxic. I need you to focus here.
2: No, what I'm trying to do is make sure this person is not...
0: It said Block was
2: fine. Okay. All right. Why are people liking his name?
0: They're not liking his name. No,
2: he has 10 likes. Look at that. I don't know, baby. Holy cow. Off track. That's not off track.
0: What you described sounds very toxic.
2: Toxic for who?
0: For you? That doesn't sound healthy at all.
2: Well, what do you want me to do about it? I'm just telling you like how I am. I have positive I think I obsess on the very thing that I'm very positive obsessed about. I it also has a has a tendency or has the possibility of being toxic. It does.
0: Yeah. It sounds
2: toxic. It sounds exhausting. It is emotionally exhausting. It is. But I don't ever think about how it's emotionally exhausting until someone pisses me off and, and then I react.
0: I think what would exhaust me the most is there's no finish line.
2: Never a finish line for me.
0: Yeah. That sounds exhausting.
2: Never a finish line. I'm never, I mean, you even asked me, like, I'm just, I'm just never happy. I'm never happy. I might, I mean, I'm a happy person, which is odd because I'm a happy person. I'm the most positive. Are you though? I'm the most positive person. I don't, I don't know, but I'm the most positive person. I, I, you know, I'm supportive of this family. I'm not perfect, but. When it comes to accomplishing things, I am not a just a satisfied. I mean, like I have family members who worked for the federal government their entire career and they were happy doing it. They wanted to accomplish nothing else. They sat in the same chair. All they did was get their step increases, and that was fine for them. And then they retired. That's a
0: good career, though.
2: Yeah, but see, I don't see that as a good career. Because I would have had more respect if the if the family member was also a government employee and then was like, "I'm trying to start this business. I want to no, start this business.
0: It's a good career to just sit and be good at what you do.
2: Mm. Mm. It's, that's tough. Okay, well.
0: it,
2: it's not about it's not about good or not. It's not about good. I feel like I'm really good at my job. But like the thing is is that I'm still not going to be satisfied. I could probably do make a, a thousand percent impact and the next year I still won't feel satisfied. Toxic. Maybe
0: toxic for whom though. I think you need therapy.
2: You think, well, everyone does.
0: I think you need therapy. All right. Well, if, I think we're done talking about obsessions. If,
2: if I find a therapist that will, that I click with and maybe so,
0: how are you going to find them? Because you're not looking, you're just gonna show up in the kitchen one night.
2: I, I, I really, I really don't know.
0: Okay.
2: I, I really don't know.
0: All right. Well, let's play the outro and we'll play our song again. Thank you for listening to us. It was a good thing, and hopefully, the professor loves our podcast.
2: Actually, I just realized something here. We never played our uh. In-
0: <laughs> we don't have an interview of the week. Interview of the
2: week. Oh, that's true. We that's didn't have true. an interview. Well, you know what? Thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, we will see you again on Friday, I believe. I'm yes. Tra- I'm. Tra- I'm. Tra- who are we getting this week? I'm, I have no idea. I'm trying to get Prince, uh, who was on the summit. He doesn't do anything on Sundays because that's church day, and I totally appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So um, I'm, I'm trying to get him this week And maybe we'll interview him this Friday Because he's a pretty interesting career in like, career life So Yeah maybe So we will, we will see We'll and, see uh, you
0: later this week
2: See you later this week people Stand by Thank you for listening to another week of Bipolar Girl In the words of Grammy award winning artist From Africa Amo Sangari who I absolutely love Konfiko the uncertainty of things you know living with a mental illness or living with someone with a mental illness can be uncertain at times but that's why we do this show we do this show to create community and a place where you can express yourself and get knowledge right honey
0: yeah I mean that's the whole reason we have the
2: show right though again things might be uncertain you can be certain that we're here for you Godspeed
1: Turning. Chemical imbalance got me twisting things, stabilized with medicine. There's no depth to these feelings. Dig deep, can't hide from the corners of my mind. I'm terrified of what's inside. I get intrusive thoughts like cutting my hands off, like jumping in front of a bus. It me. Please don't let me go crazy. Put me in a field with daisies. Might not work, but I'll take a maybe. Oh, been breaking day. Doing something stupid, but I try to contain